The portion of Shemos deals with the birth of a leader. The Torah tells us in verse number 11, and it was those days that Moses grew up. He grew up to become a leader. What was the first thing that happened? It says that he went outside, he saw their terrible travails, their suffering, and he saw that there was a Mitzri, an Egyptian taskmaster that was hitting an Ish Ivri, a Jewish man. He looked this way and that way. He saw there was no other man. And he hit the Egyptian. He buried him in the sand. He killed him. <clears throat> he used the name of God to actually remove the soul from the body. There was no physical impression on the body. Rather, just the name of God. And the Egyptian died. What happened over here? Moses is now becoming a leader of Israel. A leader of Israel means he has to feel the pain and suffering of the people. And so he sees that the Jews are being punished, enslaved, oppressed, anti-Semitism. And so he looks this way and that way. He looks to see which other organizations are helping out in the situation. The UJA, Anti-Defamation League, who's there? Who's there to protect the Jewish people from the crisis of anti-Semitism? And he sees that there's no other man, there's no other leader, there's no leadership. And so therefore he himself rises to the occasion and he puts an end to the problem and he saves this Jewish man. You would think that this is the beginning and the end of leadership. And that is to deal with anti-Semitism. And yet, even though this is the beginning and the initial step of Moses' rise to being a leader in Israel, yet the Torah says it's not enough. Because after this episode, Pharaoh found out about it. And the law is, like in most countries, if you kill a policeman... It is punishable by death. And so Moses was sentenced to death. And when the axe hit the neck of Moshe, the axe broke. That is the miracle that took place. When the executioner tried to kill Moshe, the axe broke. Moses stood up, ran away. He ran to Yisroi. At this time, Moshe Rabbeinu was 40 years old. He is 40 years old. He made his first major statement about being a leader to fight anti-Semitism. But God says that's not enough. He now goes to the house of Yisroi for 40 more years. He gets married and becomes the shepherd for 40 years. And after 40 years being a shepherd, now God teaches him a few more lessons of leadership before he is ready to take the Jewish people out of Egypt. What happens? After 40 years being a shepherd in the house of Yisroi, says the Torah that one day he sees 
that there is a seneh, there is a bush, a bush with thorns. And this seneh, this little bush, this low bush, is now engulfed in fire. But for some reason, vasneh, enenu ukol, this, this bush is not being consumed by the fire. What happens over here? First of all, to understand this on the level of Pshat and Emes and Drusoy and Chsidis, Rashi says, why is it that it was a bush? Why not a cedar tree? Why a bush that was consumed by fire? Says Rashi, the reason it was a sene, it was a bush, is to teach us the following. God is telling Moses, you should know, Imoi anoichi b'tzara, I feel the pain of the Jewish people. I am together with you in your pain. This little bush represents one who's in pain. There's many thorns over here representing oppression, anti-Semitism. God says, I am together with you in your pain. I'm not far away. I'm not distant. I'm not simply an observer. I am together with you in your pain. The Rebbe once explained that we could understand why we need Mashiach. Because God feels the pain of every single human being. And he's together with us in our pain. Can you imagine feeling the pain of 8 billion people? So we have to have Rahmanis on God. We have to have mercy on God to get God out of Golos. Can you imagine how much God is suffering? So if you feel that Golos is okay for you, that you could handle another day, have at least pity on God. So this is the concept of why it was a sneh, why it was a bush that was on fire. <coughs> what is the rem is the hint? This sneh, this bush was on the mountain of Sinai, which is again similar to the word sneh, sneh Sinai. It was on this mountain that God later appeared with a fire when he came down to give the Jewish people the Ten Commandments and to teach the seven Noahide laws to all the nations of the world. So that is the hint, not only for the present, but for the future. What is Drush? Homiletics. What is the backdrop of this story? Why is Moses now on the mountain of Sinai watching a sineh, a burning bush? What happened over here? The Medrash tells us the following story. That there was a sheep, a sepzura, that wandered away from the flock. And Moshe Rabbeinu began to follow this little sheep, this little lamb. And it, the lamb went on further and further until it was in a shade and began to drink. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, wow, I didn't realize you were thirsty, little lamb. I feel so bad for you. And Moses put the lamb on his shoulder to bring it back. Says the Midrash that this is the test that God gave Moses to see. If he was really concerned about just numbers or about individuals. And if Moshe Rabbeinu was concerned about one little lamb, 
and had sensitivity for that one little lamb, surely how much more so he would feel the pain and suffering of each individual of Am Yisrael, of the people of Israel. And so he was chosen at that moment to be the leader of Israel. And so now the angel comes and appears in a bush. What is the message over here for all of us? There's a story told that the Tzemach Tzedek, the third Chabad Rebbe, after the passing of his grandfather, the Alter Rebbe, would have the great opportunity of seeing his grandfather, who would come in a vision to him, and teach him Torah, teach him Hasidic discourses, and answer different questions in Talmud and Halacha to the Tzemach Tzedek, his grandson. A while passed by, and Alter Rebbe was not appearing to him. One morning, the Tzemach Tzedek came into Shul, he was about to daven, and uh, one of the local butchers came over to the Tzemach Tzedek and said, can you please give me a loan? I need to go to the marketplace to buy, to buy a cow so I could check the cow and make panasa, make a living. The Tzemach Tzedek is thinking, you know, I didn't daven yet, I didn't pray yet. No problem, after I pray, I'll go back to my house and I'll get you the money you need for the loan. Then he realized that, you know what, in the interim, this person needs to make a living. And he has to go to the market. By the time I go home after davening and get him the money, he might lose out the opportunity to buy the cow. So he dropped his towels and film right there in the shul. He ran home. He got the money. He came back. He gave it to the butcher. And the butcher went and he bought the cow. Right after that, the Alter Rebbe appears to him. And he said to him, for giving a loan of a few dollars, to a person, all the gates of heaven are opened. In other words, the Tzemach Tzedek was a very holy person. He became the Fifth Chabad Rebbe. He was a big Torah scholar. And you can imagine the Alter Rebbe did not appear to him, so he increased in prayer. He increased in his intensity to study Torah. And yet it didn't help. The Alter Rebbe did not appear. What made the Alter Rebbe appear? What brought about this revelation was the fact that he gave tzedakah, he gave money to help another person practically. And this is what the Torah is telling us. That to become a leader of Israel, it's not enough anti-Semitism and dealing with anti-Semitism. But the next step and the next lesson that God is giving Moshe Rabbeinu is, it is through the fact that you are concerned about this little sheep, it is about the fact that you are concerned about this burning bush representing people in pain. This brings about that now you see the angel of God in the snare in the bush. You now have a revelation of God. Furthermore, we find later, a short while later, after Moses takes the Jews out of Egypt, and then... They receive the Torah from God and Sinai, the Ten Commandments. Moses goes up to heaven for 40 days and 40 nights. Says the, the Talmud that in those 40 days and 40 nights, God taught Moshe the entire Torah. What happened? After God taught him the entire Torah, he forgot it. 
<clears throat> so God gave him again the Torah as a gift. So <clears throat> first he teaches him the entire Torah. Moshe, for some reason, cannot retain it. He now gets it back as a gift. What do we see from here? There's a concept in the Talmud, Yegaita Umatsasa Taiman. If you work hard, you will find. In other words, if you study hard, not only will you succeed in the knowledge that you studied for, but you will find additional insights and you'll be blessed with additional knowledge. That's, that's the blessing. There will be a metzia, like a lost object. You walk down the street and you find all of a sudden a diamond ring. This is a gift. But by learning Torah and receiving this metzia, this lost object, the the reward is parallel to the amount of effort that you put into the study of Torah. But then there's a level that Torah is given to you as a gift that is totally beyond your work and your involvement and your assiduousness. This is the level of God giving Moshe the whole Torah after he forgot it. Why? Why did God give Moses this gift? And the answer is because he did favors for people. He helped that little sheep. He helped Jewish people in distress. He helped people in distress. For doing a loan for another person, for giving tzedakah to another person, for helping another person physically. This is the reward you get that God gives you the knowledge of Torah and spirituality, that you see the angel of God in the actual sinner. What is Soid, the esoteric? We find that Moses says, when he sees the burning bush, he says the following, I'm going to go turn away and see. And similarly, when he gets to the, the burning bush, God says, take off your shoes. You're walking on holy ground. Again, this is going to be the mountain of Sinai, where God gave the Torah. Another lesson God is teaching the leader of Israel. And that is, no matter how holy you are, and how good you are, and knowledgeable you are, you need to know that you can never... Remain satisfied with your accomplishments. You have to move away from your previous level, your previous accomplishments, and move to a new place. You need to take off your shoes that is giving you that balance from the ground and realize that I need to go to a new place. The ground is limitation. It's holding me down. I have to remove the shoes that connect me to the ground. You know there is a, a Chabad custom that we believe was started by the Rebbe and that is when we go to the tomb of, of the previous Rebbe and we go to the tomb of the Rebbe we don't wear shoes. We take off our shoes. The Rebbe would take off his shoes when he would stand at the tomb of his father-in-law and we too when we go to the tomb of the Rebbe we take off our shoes. We put on canvas shoes which is not really leather shoes. It's based on this verse in the Torah. Remove your shoes. You are standing on holy, holy soil. 
In other words, it's an opportunity to rise higher. When you go to the tomb of a tzaddik, it's an opportunity to go to much higher places. You don't want to be held down by your shoes onto the ground. You want to be lifted from the ground. You want to go to a higher place, a new place. So a leader of Israel is not only someone who is concerned about the needs of others, but the leader of Israel needs to continuously work on himself to go higher and higher. The Rebbe once said that his father-in-law, the previous Rebbe, first he became a master over his own body. Then he became the head of his family. Then he became the head of the city. Then he became the head, the leader of the entire world. It's about self-control. It's about discipline. It's about doing the right thing and never resting on one's laurels, but constantly striving to go higher and higher. And then we have the, the inside of Chassidus. And that is Moshe Rabbeinu sees the burning bush. And he sees the fire. He sees the heart of the fire. He sees the angel in the fire. And the bush is not being consumed by the fire. The Baal Shem Tov teaches us that this sned, this bush, represents simple people. People who are not knowledgeable in the Torah, they don't know how to learn Gomorrah, etc., etc. They can't even read Hebrew. But they have simple faith in Almighty God. They come and they daven and they pray and they give tzedakah and they do the mitzvahs. These simple people, which is called the sneh, they have an unquenchable thirst to God. It's a fire that never goes out. A great Torah scholar has tremendous knowledge, but his thirst is limited because once he acquires new knowledge, he's now satisfied. Furthermore, one's knowledge is limited. How does one gain this fire, this passion for God to go higher and higher? It's through the simple folk. In other words, God is teaching Moshe Rabbeinu as a leader of Israel. You think you're going to rub shoulders only with the big politicians. You're going to rub shoulders only with the the wealthy people in the community. What about the average people? What about the simple people? If you want to truly acquire greater heights in spirituality, then you have to come down from your high horse. You have to mingle amongst the average people. And that is the way you will truly rise in leadership and truly be a leader of Israel for all generations. So really, it is Moses who needs these average people, Moses who needs the sneh, the simple people, with unconditional faith, to be able to give Moses an incentive, an inspiration, to truly go higher and higher. So we have here, in the portion of Shemais, the birth of a leader. We have the blueprint of a leader, what it means to be a leader. Number one, yes, you have to fight anti-Semitism, but that's not enough. You have to feel the pain and suffering. You need to do acts of goodness and kindness, not only study Torah and pray, and also, finally, to admire and respect 
and to see the greatness of every individual and to realize that, that within the snare, within the simple people, is truly the fire of God and to reveal this fire of God. And this explains why Yisroi, the father-in-law of Moshe Rabbeinu, who he himself was called the Kohen of Midian. He was the priest of Midian. He knew all the other religions throughout the entire world. And he gave them all up for God, for Torah. He realized Moses' greatness. Moses was a tremendous intellect. In Chassidus and Kabbalah, Moses is known to be the sphira, the attribute of Chachma of intellect. So why is it that the father-in-law gives him a job to be a shepherd? He should have made him the CEO of the company, of the startup, for Intel. Why does he give him over here to schlep a few sheep? And the answer is because Yisrael was teaching Moshe Rabbeinu how to be a leader. And that a true leader is one who is a shepherd, a shepherd of Israel. Till today, Moshe Rabbeinu was called the Rayim Ahemna. He is called the true faithful shepherd of Israel. It's all about shepherding the flock. It's all about the concern of each individual. It's all about that love and sensitivity and admiration and seeing the greatness that every person possesses. We hope and pray that the Talmud tells us, Moshe Goyal Rishoin, who Goyal Achroin, he is the first redeemer of the Jewish people, and he will be the ultimate redeemer of the Jewish people. We hope and pray to see the coming of Mashiach speedily in our days.